This episode of Grade 43 is brought to you by On Trajectory. See where your money is taking you at ontrajectory.com. Somewhere out there is a class that has no teacher. A grade that leads to no degree. Recess is all but a memory. The children call the shots and the pets are merciless. There are no meetings. But there are still conference calls and always homework. Two middle-aged men with a guitar problem in the form of a podcast. Welcome to Grade 43. Get off my lawn. What was I going to say was, as you get older, it's like every day, if I sleep for like half an hour less than what I really need, by the time Thursday comes around. Oh, hell yeah. I'm just kind of like ringing in my ears and I have zero tolerance for my child. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, all this week I've just gone to bed a little later than I should. Yep. Cause I'm going to wake up. It doesn't matter. Like I'm going to wake up at like when I wake up. So yeah. it's less sleep. And I have like the, uh, I'm, I'm turning into the consummate old guy. Uh, oh yeah. That like I cannot selectively sleep in. Like I just need like once I select a pattern of waking and sleeping, I just have to be up like this morning. I could have probably grabbed an extra 45 minutes of sleep. And I was like, no time to make the donuts. And I just had had to go. Yeah. It just doesn't work anymore. I can't. uh, I slept on the weekend till noon. What? Like, unless I'm dying, if I'm yeah, dying, no, if I'll sleep if, until noon. Yeah, if there's fuck nothing to do, I can pro- I can sleep on the weekend still, or if like we're on vacation or something. But uh, yeah, you know, like during the during the week when I know like the second consciousness hits me, my to do list starts booting up, and I pass my post test, and then I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, shit, welcome to consciousness. God damn it! And yeah, you know, part of my thing is like, I just kind of want to be up before my lovely daughter comes into my room and goes, Daddy, can you get up? <laughs> Daddy, get up. And for watch whatever come, reason, come watch me. Come watch me. I, I would rather force myself to get up 20 minutes before just so that yeah. I wake up on my terms. It's like, ah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we've got four people to get out the door in the morning, right? So one of my major rituals is I make a coffee in the morning. Yeah. And well, it's mine le- too. And it's yeah. like legit ritual. And if there's anybody else <laughs> present, it just fucks me up. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> even though I can tune it out, I'm just like, nope. <laughs> this is not the same thing. Whereas, you know, like this morning, it was good because I, I, I got up early. I had the time. I made Tara some uh, like a smoothie and packed her lunch and like yeah. making the coffee. And I was like, I was in what psychologists refer to as a state of flow. Oh yes, um, yes, yeah. And it was too. it was fantastic. I'm trying to improve my lighting because oh, that's a little bit better. That's a little bit more Blair Witch Project now. <laughs> it's like brown um, sepia, <laughs> sepia calamar. We're okay. chatting with old timey calamar here. Hey, hey, kid! Ding, 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 ding. What's the uh, <laughs> what's the term? Cowboy, cowboy chords. Play some cowboy chords for us. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Uh, cowboy chords. Yep, yep, yep. Ah, uh, so I guess we should talk about. Guitar stuff in our podcast. Hello, everybody. Yeah, well, welcome to Grade Forty Three. What a is podcast happening? About aging. No, wait a minute. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I am inspired by 
Tom Bukovac, man, he talks about life and it's just so that much dude was awesome. fun to listen to, right? Yeah. It's just great. I, I love the utterly unproduced aspect of it too. Like he's done a good enough job to make sure that what he wants to say and how he wants to present it comes across, but like yeah. he is unequivocally in his fucking basement. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right, right, right. With like yeah. boxes behind him and whatever, and it's amazing. And he's yeah. so well-spoken. He's just really good at conveying what he wants to say. Like, it just works. Yeah. No, he's, yeah. Like, I totally dig the vibe. I, I like, he's definitely, uh, like I said, I'd go on a road trip with that dude. That would be, yeah. that'd be awesome. Let me yeah. tell you something a piano player told me once. Right. right I'm all ears. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Uh, like he said on that one thing, he's like, man, it's such a weird job. He said he always likes to drop that during any gig of his, because he's a studio yeah. guy. And he's like, Man, this is such a weird job, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, dude, and I, and I loved. Um, oh, there we go. That's uh, the official beverage of Grade Forty Three being open there. Um, I loved it when he said, "Is it better when I stop?" Like every guitarist should ask themselves that. Is it better when I stop? Like if I'm playing yeah. and I'm trying to fit in with a song, yeah, and then I go, "Oh, I stop." And for all our listeners who are going, "What the hell? Who is this Tom guy?" Well, we'll yeah, put we'll, the, we'll share. We'll put the link in there. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then, uh, you know, something, sometimes playing nothing is what the song needs. And I think, oh, yeah. Definitely, and especially if I could be the old and be like, get off my lawn about something, like, especially in this day and age where every fucking thing that happens has to be tweeted about, posted about, you know, turned into a meme or whatever. Like, eh, how about maybe nothing? Let's, let's, maybe do, nothing. let's try a little nothing. Silence. Yeah. Silence is golden. It's like, it's like the Tom Waits song, right? All the things that I never thought I would say to people, I say to my daughter, you know, you play with fire, you get burned. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and because we have Advent candles, you know, at dinner. Oh, then, yeah. Nice. We, we have some Advent. Although I think we had to put the Advent candles away because we had some greens in them in like the, the wreath part of it. Yeah. And that was just killing people's allergies. So. Oh, well, our daughter just wants to play with fire. And literally, I'm like, <laughs> you're going to get burnt. Like, don't yeah. play with the fire. I remember being uh, walking home from school, walking down. You remember Merton Lane? I was walking mm. down Merton, playing with a book of matches. I must have been like in third oh, grade, boy. lighting stuff. And like some dude, th this was when you could do this. Some dude walked out of his front door because I was out in front of his house. And he was like, you are like, he, he was basically like, you play with fire, you get burned. And I'm going to tell them that you did it if anything happens. And I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> like you, you, you'd get sent to prison now if you threatened a kid with that. Right. So. Right. <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing sounds like something i would say too these days things yeah, i never so, thought i would say yeah so again this is our podcast about aging right let me right let, right let, right let, let we'll, me work in some sibilant s's let's talk about guitar stuff too. all right let's do guitar stuff so you, you know, know what? what i've not done any fucking guitar stuff this week i've been really really, really yeah. lax with guitar stuff yeah i mean you and i both had some family stuff go on some some People passed away in both of our families, like almost at the same time. Yep. And I've been uh, uh, like dealing with boxes and all that stuff. And we have assets in Brazil. So like every day I'm on the phone with <laughs> lawyers and accountants in Brazil. You could probably be a reality TV show, I think, with what's going on. I think on I could there. be if a reality TV in. show. It's like, yeah. what did your day consist of? Well, at eight in the morning, I was signing a deed in Brazil <laughs> And then I exchanged some currency, and then I did this other thing. And then... was that under your uh, your alias of Obrio Lente Corretiva? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
on my driver's license in Brazil. What it says there is comments, and it's actually, it's not it's O B R I G, which would be short for like obligatory obligatory corrective lenses. That's what that says. <laughs> But they, oh, don't get me started about driver's license, though. They keep going, keep going, keep going. Let's, let's get uh, back no, to death. No. Let's talk so, about death because that's better than me and my death, driver's right? license. Right? No, no. Yeah. So my head definitely has been a little bit out of the game. But uh, doing the podcast, we figured, you know, let's just add more about life anyway, right? And we yeah. mix it all up. Whatever. So. And, you know, like it's, uh, other than, you know, there's all the stuff that ever, like they put Thanksgiving right in the middle of November, like fourth Thursday again this again. year. Again. So that kind, up of, our uh, podcast that kind of screwed too. the pooch a little bit. So, yep. Yep. And we host people every year and all that. So it's, there's a lot, there's a lot, yep. but it's all good. We're here. And yeah, I think, I think it's, um, we got a good episode, so I'm excited, but we do have some follow-up. I don't know if we yeah. want to, you know, uh, yeah, last is. time we talked to Ryan <laughs> from 60 cycle hum, one of the funniest people, most entertaining people I've talked to in a while. And, yep. um, Big thanks we to talked Ryan. About the University of Miami in Ohio. And my good friend Wicks corrected us because we were like, hey, let's go to, you know, you ever been to Miami, Ohio? And Ryan was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so just to be uh, geographically accurate, I guess, the University of Miami is in Oxford, Ohio. Yep. And they're uh, always they're always doing shit like Harvard. Right. is not in Harvard, Massachusetts, although right. there is a Harvard, Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know why people do these things. And then, oh, yeah, that's like Lemon Street. Lemon Street Elementary School down the road from me here is not on Lemon Street. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon Street is two blocks over, so I don't is know. That like a, is that like an old euphemism? Like, oh, once you hit that, you'll be on Lemon Street. You'll be on Lemon Street. smooth sailing from there. It's sour times. Um and apparently we make the drive to Baltimore more enjoyable. Hey, that's, you know, no, no, no disrespect to Baltimore. I spent many years of my life in Baltimore, but it yeah. could always be more enjoyable for sure. Yeah. So our podcast helped Wix enjoy his drive to Baltimore. So I'm glad. Thanks, Wix. Yep. And uh, let's see. And thanks to 60 Cycle Hum for hair. Yes. What's his name? For Ryan for hanging out from 60 Cycle Hum for hanging out with us. And Steve. way to botch that. Yeah. Right. yeah, wait, yeah. <laughs> Here's my plug. Hopefully, I don't fuck hey, it up. The Hum Cycle 60 group That's was right. really great. Mr. Um, 60 was so. Mr. Polite. 60. Yep. Yeah. 60 Ryan Hum Cycle. And uh, yeah. And, and, I, and I. Steve? Steve. Steve Sterlachi. Oh, of course. Yeah. Why are we thinking, Steve? For no, what? I don't know. Just because the last two things we did were interviews, and, uh, and oh, yeah, you know. Thanks for like... what, Steve? Seriously, no. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> he's got his uh, Christmas special out with his wife Jessica Lind. So if you all should stream that, looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> yep. Just thought I'd give him a plug because Steve is just such a solid guy. He's yeah, the guy. and then um, and then speaking of, I, I wrote in here like in haste today when we're like, all right, yes, let's record, let's let's get another episode out there before yep. Uh, yep. we disappear off the internet. So I put in here Black Friday follow up. Yep, and you did some shopping, I guess. I did, I did, but the, I think this was an interesting thing because it, it it was representative of my entire Black Friday um, experience, which I think probably I I hope at least the read I get is like yeah, like there's some good deals out there, but a lot of people find it gross. But whereas in the past, you know, I scooped up an Instant Pot off of yeah. you know Amazon Black Friday because it was amazing, and that's transformed me into a 
passable cook. <laughs> um, Instapot is amazing. I used to, <clears throat> as a gear Luddite for, you know, I, I don't know if we've mentioned on here, but like I have, I went to culinary school, worked in kitchens professionally. You got blah, some blah, jobs. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I have, yeah. Like I, I understand the restaurant business and, uh, and I used to just snub my nose. I'm like, Instapot. Who needs it's an great. It's great. I call, I call it cooking. I with, love it. Yeah. <laughs> cooking with the autoclave. Is Man, basically. <laughs> I love that thing. That thing is the best. Get an Instapot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it was a very different kind of Black Friday because, of course, you know, it got marketed to by all of the people who have my contact information. And the deals were just not that impressive. It was yeah. like, hmm, $6 off. I, I think I can hold out on hand lotion. Right. right. Um, not, not to give the impression that I go through a lot of hand lotion, if you know what <laughs> right. I mean. But um, no, but the one thing I did buy, uh, which is related to this podcast, because again, this is not a podcast about aging, uh, is I picked up a little, this little guy here, this Rowan Dumbler pedal, yeah. which is like half the size of a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. It's a and nano, it would, right? Is that yeah, what they call a, those pedal sizes? Uh, it's a nano 300 pedal? series. I think. 300 series. Yeah. Almost like the console sizes and stuff. Oh. Um, Oh, cool. Right, right. Yeah. And so I picked it up. I want to say it was like $39 or something right. like that. And it right. just seemed like, I was like, well, that's not a Black Friday deal. I only saw it because it was a Black Friday deal. I was like, oh, that's funny. I'd pay $39 for something. What the, what the hell? And I don't even know what the big deal about Dumble amps is, right? But I mean, I you know do that know. it is a big deal. But right? you do know the big deal because they cost $100,000. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm aware okay. that they are a big deal. I don't right. understand why. So. Because the guy, Brian Dumble, I hope it's Brian. I probably botched that, but <laughs> Dumble is his last name, would make these amps for people, like specifically. Uh. And he was like a mad scientist and and somehow that mojo has made his stuff just mysterious and valuable and extremely expensive hmm. and then people like larry carlton plays a dumble oh, steve ray vaughn had a dumble okay. uh you know robin ford so anyway well, i gotta say those people are spendthrifts because for whatever <laughs> less than 50 dollars i paid i've got like four knobs and it's a pretty cool pedal yeah uh, <laughs> you know it, it works out it works out okay uh you know, yeah it, I, it's meant to be a very smooth sort of overdrive right yeah yeah Yep. Yeah. So def definitely worthwhile. And as we talked about, like, if we think about this, like, you know, even if this were a full size pedal, cause, uh, and I'll, I'll include the link to it, but this is probably like what one third of the size of a regular pedal. If you add it all together, at least one third of the size. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, it's less expensive, although in some markets, miniaturization is actually yeah. expensive. But it's just like, yeah, isn't that like what? how much pedals should cost? Doesn't it seem like pedals should right. just be like a dime a dozen kind of thing? But nope, you go out and you drop $400. No offense, Joel. We love you on your, you know, Chase Bliss. Uh, or me. I just pedal. spent, I spent 450 on a pedal, right? Oh, but you had yours. Yeah. Let's talk about that because we, we mentioned that, I think, last time. We Maybe. might have. Yeah. We might yeah. Have, so I, but, you I have got, but you got like a, you got a forfer. Right. It's a four in one pedal um, by MidFi Electronics, made by Douglas Tuttle. He signs it. It's right here. Designed and built by Douglas Tuttle. He builds these out of his house. Up here uh, in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, right? Yes, sir. Correct. And this is really cool because so I bought one of his pedals, one of his, I would call it a stock pedal. I bought right. the Magic Eye. And the Magic Eye is like a, uh, 
it's it's a light overdrive pedal and i like it a lot holy cow i plugged this thing in and i was like wow every every setting is good you know how some pedals like mm-hmm. oh if you turn up the gain too much oh now it's terrible or if you don't yeah. turn up the gain it's it's block whatever no this is like all interesting i can turn the gain all the way up all the way down turn to by bass all the way up all the way down treble everything up and down all the way and something is interesting it's not appropriate for everything but all of it is right 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 it, do- it doesn't sound like garbage right doesn't sound like garbage <laughs> and it has a cool feature i like a lot which is that um it's got uh, it works like a compressor pedal except it's overdrive and what do i mean by that so like a compressor pedal when you when your volume hits a certain uh level it it kicks in right when your guitar, sorry, when you when you hit when a hit in certain frequencies, the way, the way right, compression right. works, um, when you hit a, a certain threshold of of decibels, not frequency, it kicks on and off, right? The um, gate part of it, yes, yes. The gate part of it to engage it and stuff, right? And you can adjust it to frequencies or whatever. But so this works the same way. So you can adjust it um, so that it 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 kicks. Well, no, I guess it always is at the same. <laughs> It, it's always at the same level, but it, but you can see when you're engaging the pedal or not, uh, which I think is actually kind of cool for learning to dial in the pedal better or not, because you can see when you have gain. Uh, on, so it's on. kind of like it's kind of like a minder to to see when you're hitting it. Yeah, it's like biofeedback. It's like oh, <laughs> there it went. You know, let me let me lay off on the pick or let me dig in more or right. turn up the volume on the guitar or right. whatever. Yeah. So anyway, it's cool. It sounds really good. Right. And yeah. now is that represented in the, the multi pedal that you, it is you, not. you basically got like a pedal board. I did. Yeah. I in did one pedal. Yes. Yeah. And we can talk, we can spend half an hour talking about it, but we don't need to. <laughs> so this is a four in one. And um, I wanted to create, so I have a HX stomp. I talk about it on here all the time. I think the HX Stomp is an amazing pedal. Well, well, well worth the money, which is like $650 or $700 or whatever. Um, but uh, for live situations that I play in, because I'm not currently like playing the same gig over and over again, I, I, I kind of play random stuff with people. It's hard for me to know what how to dial in the HX Stomp, frankly. Right. And it's kind of distracting. You got to like noodle with it. So I wanted a pedal board that had all of the effects I want, but dialed way down and super simple. So there's an overdrive, there's a vibrato, there's a boost, and there's a delay. And the overdrive only has two controls. It's got gain and volume. The vibrato has one knob. And what that does is it it actually... Um, balances between two different vibratos basically it's like a phaser and a vibrato and the and the knob changes whether you have more of the phase less of the phase more of the vibrato less of the vibrato we can demo it or i was thinking of making a video about it anyway so i won't won't spend an hour on here doing that and then there's a boost and the boost is purely one knob to turn it up and make it louder and then the delay like a basic delay delay feedback and blend and that's it and so I can go to any event without an amp. And if the amp doesn't have distortion, I have distortion on here. And then I have the pedals I would use for 
anything. It's great. Right. right. Or if like you're playing through like a PA or something. A PA, yeah. whatever it is. Yep. So like I play gigs sometimes where there's just like a back line. Here's the amp and you go up to it and you don't have time to noodle with it. So you just like turn it on, strum it and go, oh, you know, I'm going to need more overdrive. So I could just dial that in on, on the pedal here or not use it. And what I like about this is that it's like one power thing. You know, if I bought four pedals, Oh my God, you have to have a power supply. You spend at least a quarter of that price on your power supply, right? Right. And patch cables and whatever else and a pedal board and whatever else. So this is just in, out, one nine volt normal thing and it's done. And I paid $450 for it and I could not be happier. And I will leave a link to Doug's website. He makes awesome stuff. It's very cool. And it's all done with stamps that he's collected during his trips in Europe. And it's Ah, just very like, uh, like uh, passport stamps or no, like there's a cat, there's a eyeball, there's a goat, there's just fun things on there. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, so definitely you're holding up and post a picture of it or something uh, for the, the show notes. It's definitely nice to have one power supply Yes. One cable in, mm. one cable out, as opposed to just yep. like this whole gigantic uh, rigmarole. Yeah, and I mean, there's people that are like, well, I can't run the delay through the effects loop or whatever. And I get that, and that's totally fine to each their own. For me, I'm fine plugging this <laughs> into the front of the amp, and I got all my effects. That's what I've done for years. I, I'm I'm simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is cool because there's an interesting, and I think we, we talked about this a little bit with uh, Ryan and, and Steve, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like the whole hybrid kind of approach, like, um, you know, because the HX Stomp is obviously an amazing piece of equipment, as mm-hmm. is just about anything that's software enabled now, you know, but then it's so weird because, like, you also do want a switch that you can step on and you want something yeah. that's simple and yep. direct and you know how it's going to behave every time. Yep. Um, Turn a knob. If, you're like, you know, oh, whatever. So they go, wait, is my Bluetooth on? Oh, wait a right. minute. Or I have to press two <laughs> buttons at the same time and turn another <laughs> knob here right. and do a thing. And yeah. what does that icon stand for? Yeah. Like, Hang on, guys. I'm doing a firmware update. Somebody <laughs> else take my solo. Yeah, dude. Seriously. Yeah. I, I, I'm very happy with this. I took it out to the blues jam. We had fun with it. Like my buddy just turned knobs while I was playing. It was hilarious. So That's he'd awesome. be like, crazy delay in vibrato and i had to adjust what i was playing to kind of work with it it was great cool we come here to do we came all oh, boy talk about oh we've been letting things slide for quite some time <laughs> what are you a dad <laughs> <laughs> you'd never know it i had some really good dad jokes i didn't do much guitar this week but i had some amazing uh, dad jokes man slide guitar right slide, slide yeah guitar. we were playing with our buddy sunny landreth on uh, yeah on true fire and to set it up because i think Obviously, uh, we've not done anything true to uh, the assignment right. per se. Zero. This one, especially because 
I think you and I batted this around and we had so much, like, I think three episodes we were talking about the, you know, Oh, I bought this slide and I sent yep. you a slide. And, it, and yep. like, so we've been circling around this episode and yep. I think it just came to the point where it's like, okay, teacher, can we not do the exercise, but can we just fucking talk to you about slide guitar for a little yep. bit? So totally. that's what you guys are in for tonight, yep. today, this afternoon, tomorrow morning, Monday, whenever this drops when, yep. and you're listening to it, we're just going to talk some slide stuff because yeah. it's, uh, it's cool. It's cool. And, you know, I, I have some friends that have been musicians for years uh, that I've played with. And we were talking about slide and I mentioned things like open tuning. And he was like, oh, what's that? And I was like, what? You know, wow. like it, it just seems kind of like a obvious thing. But clearly it's not something that everyone is aware of, that kind of thing. So it might be cool to talk a little bit about that and I think we'll talk about um, Sonny's thing, which I think was very cool. I watched several of his lessons. Yeah, and you had a you had a good uh, you had a you had a fairly good take of uh, the one thing. I think I don't think that was me playing guitar in that that wave file that I was listening to. <laughs> oh, the take that I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I can. I might try to play some of that just today live. And I figured having a real guitar here could be interesting for just talking about slide a little bit so but first let's talk about like what what is this about slide guitar and we'll leave a link to the wikipedia entry for slide guitar because it's like super well written it's like a <laughs> it little is. i i gotta admit right? i was i was almost embarrassed to say that i referred to it but then i was like this is a well-written article <laughs> it's a really well-written historical article about slide guitar and it was interesting it was like reading a book instead of Something boring. I don't know. Uh, not that Wikipedia is boring. Go support Wikipedia too. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's important. <laughs> Wikipedia <laughs> is good stuff. But slide guitar, I guess, started where people were using things like knives, pieces of metal, and sliding them across the strings of the guitar. And it made its way to Hawaii. And we're going to get the story history all wrong. And in Hawaii, <laughs> they, they introduced like the ideas of slack tuning. And slack tuning are these open tunings that we're talking about. Right. So when you refer to slack tuning, it is generally an opening tuning. And what is an open tuning? An open tuning means your guitar is playing a chord that is generally very well recognizable, right? Because some smart aleck might say, well, your guitar is playing a chord when you strum That's it. That's right. It's just it's, a shitty chord. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's a jazz chord. I don't know. It's a, it's, a, yeah. it's a minor seventh with a four. I don't know. Some sort of weird thing like that. Someone else do the math on that, not me. Yeah. Um, but like open tuning is like, uh, generally like a major chord, like a D major or a E major or G major, and you just strum the strings open and it mm -hmm. sounds like that chord. Yeah, right? and it, it enables uh, the perpendicular playing of guitar. Like you can play guitar with one finger, essentially, right? right? You don't have to worry about, fin you, know, uh, you know, where you're going to put this finger and this finger and, and uh, you know, so on. Like you're working around the premise that wherever you lay down your in like a perpendicular line across the fretboard, yeah. that's going to make a chord. Right. Which works great with that piece of metal. Or I guess some folks started to use uh, bottles like old medicine bottles and stuff. <laughs> uh, been there, been there, done that. It was Corona bottle, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the old medicine bottles, you, f you slide over your finger, right? Uh, yeah, like yeah. those old vintage medicine bottles, but the beer bottle is always a cool effect. You know, I learned a little bit of slide like 20 years ago from a guy that used to play around the, 
like Southwest Virginia and other parts of the South. And he just told me to buy a socket wrench that fit my finger well. And, um, <laughs> That was very heavy. I gotta say. Yeah, I gotta imagine like that would be like I'd be worried about damaging the the fretboard, like going katonk and putting a nick in it or something. Yeah, but that's what he used. He was amazing. Everyone uses their own thing, but uh, you know, like you said, sliding that piece of metal over top of the strings, it sort of just makes sense, and it's easier to if you have a chord already formed there to like accompany yourself and play some riffs if you're not having to deal with the nuances of how the regular guitar is tuned. Right. 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 Yeah. So lay, lay a little bit on us. Cause no, nobody can see what we're doing here. Again, we're, right. descri- it, we're describing shit that's happening in three dimensional space in right. just like audio space. So first off, Calamar looks like he's being shot in an Alice in Chains video or maybe right. Blair Witch project cause so his lighting me, uh... is bad, but that's all good. That's part of the vibe. And uh, so maybe we're going to, we're going to pause we'll release that. momentarily while I tune my guitar to like an open tuning here real quick. So um, I guess I'll tune it to A. Oh, you don't, you can't even hear it. So that's okay. We can just keep talking. Yeah, it takes a while for it to. Because, to you know, the, the other, the, the challenge that arises from playing in open tunings is that, um, oh no, I'll tune it to G, open G. That's a good one. Is that, uh, then you got to retune your guitar or you got to have a lot of guitars unless you have a double neck guitar. Like yesterday I was watching the Disney plus concert of Elton John and it's kind of cool. He's playing with all his like original band members. Everyone is like in their seventies or eighties and um, including him, right? (laughs) Including him. Yeah. He's like 78. It's amazing. He can, he can belt it out. And his guitarist had a had a, a double neck guitar, and one was tuned to an open tuning when they played Rocket Man, and he's playing all this slide, and then he'd switch to the other guitar, the other to neck, play the yeah. other stuff. It was really yeah. Cool. That's a, I had an old beater Yamaha guitar from college, right, and it mm-hmm. fell into to just uh, disabuse and disrepair, and I was like, you know what I'll do? I'll tune it to open D. And it was just great because like I never had to go, oh, hang on, let me figure out, you know, to tune everything back down and then back up, which, you know, no matter what, no matter how good you are, maybe this is just my particular problem. Like it takes a while for everything to kind of reacclimate and go, okay, I'm back in a normal tuning or I'm in an open yeah. tuning. So just having uh, that I thing where you can, just, mess with that. you can grab it. I think when we, we messed around with Fat Bottom Girls, I, that was the one I used. Oh, did you use an, I just did a drop D when I was messing with that. Yeah. Like uh, just, I just took the low E and I tuned it down. Mm, yeah. Um, let's see. So now I can add like my overdrive. So this is tuned to an open tuning. So I'm turning on like my overdrive pedal here. Um, I have a little bit of delay because something like this is nice with a little bit of delay. And I, then I have the boost pedal because for slide, you really want to have like, uh, I, I would say you're some gain so that you can have some sustain. Yeah. So you need, you need some, yeah. You need some resonance. Like when we were messing around and I thought that, uh, you know, we'd be doing the sunny lesson. Like that was when I, I dug the Delta King out from under the desk and I was like, I got to do this on an amp. And it's, it's not going to happen in a, in a DAW. Right. It's exactly. not going to be computer based. Yep. 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 
So this is tuned to open G. So let me let me take off the. So without holding anything down, I get a G chord, G like George. So and it's a good one to do because you only have to mess with three strings. You take your high E and your low E, and you tune them both down a whole step to D like David, Delta, and then your A down to G. Ah, I've not I've not done that before. Yeah. So that's open G. And then if you wanted to play in a different key, you would just like use a capo or something like that. Yeah. So you can do one, four, five really easily. Oh my God. Yeah. So right. And, and it just um, sounds kind of fun. It's just, yeah. Well, and the, and the thing that, uh, and I'm not a Delta blues historian or anything like that, but I know a lot of that came up, uh, in that same context and everything. But if you think about the, the defining characteristic of slide guitar is that it's got this glissando to it that's almost like a big chorus effect. So you, mm -hmm. if if this were not being played by a guitar, it would be a whole bunch of people going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and uh, and just kind of like uh, just a whole bunch of different voices carrying along in kind of like the the same kind of way. And it's really just a neat effect. So I had a, uh, a, a number of questions off of um, this that popped to mind. So. What was the first song that you realized was actually slide guitar? Like, oh. did, were, were you like, did you become aware of slide guitar and then like you just saw it everywhere? But because I had to say for me, like it was probably something Led Zeppelin related before I even knew. And I probably was reading him or the gods and they're talking about slide guitar. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got whatever that is. Um, but then when it clicked, it was definitely something like In My Time of Dying or, uh, you know, something like that that was, uh, definitely the first slide guitar song that you could go oh yeah that that's slide right yeah i don't know it might i i don't know if joe satriani plays slide on one of his things or if he's doing what some folks call faux slide um to just kind of make it sound like it's a slide where you're kind of sliding down into notes and stuff and going mm -hmm. for that harmonica type of sound kind of like how Dwayne Allman plays, you know, Dwayne Allman yeah. harmonica I, I, sort of yep. sound him. It kind of sounds like he's playing the harmonica. Yeah, that's uh, a good reference. Yep. But it might have been that there's a tune of his where he, he's playing some stuff that sounds like harmonicas. I'm like, what is going on? This is a harmonica, but it's a guitar. This is crazy. It was on Flying on the Blue Dream. I got to remember what song that was. <laughs> Flying in a Blue Dream. What oh, awesome man, album. I love that album. I listened yeah. to that album so much. Um, and, but then it was Dwayne Allman. For a while there, like just Almond Brothers, just it's just unreal. Booty, lady, yep. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't play. You and I both, I would say, we we don't play slide at all. It's just something that would no. Some, no I'd like the, to get into. I don't. I don't. Yeah, and slide. like I, you know, like I said, uh, you know, before, like the been there, done that with the beer bottle. When the band was playing, we played Blister in the Sun, and we did a honky tonk chorus on Blister in the Sun. And I don't know what it was. I just grabbed a Corona bottle 
and I just started playing the melody with it. So it's like, I, I was even playing slide guitar. I was just using the bottle as slide. So I'm like holding it like in just like a regular grip. Yeah. Just like moving it uh, back and forth. It wasn't like I inverted it and used it. Uh, yeah. In, well, in you make like a that. good point. Because here's what I think can be really interesting for anyone that plays guitar and why here's making the case for why to play slide. And then we can talk a little bit about how to make it easier to learn slide because I definitely learned a few things during this exercise of ways to just make it more enjoyable. So why do it? Well, because when you have this thing on your finger, um, frankly, to try to play open note stuff or, or, or regular licks, it's a little bit harder because you got this piece of metal on your hand. And so uh, you, you play less notes. And then when you're using the piece of metal on your hand, unless you are Dwayne Allman, you're not going to play a lot of notes. <laughs> so right, it right. forces you to be much more melodic and musical, right? Like yeah. you really got to focus on playing music. Right? You got to be selective. And, yeah. and there's other things to worry about, like very careful muting if you want it to sound good. And, uh, you know, and, and like your pressure on the string and your intonation. So it really is nice for training your ear to like hit the notes. Mm -hmm. Because when you're playing yep. slide, if you've never tried it, you don't fret the notes. So now you're right. basically you're, you're playing hovering. a fretless guitar yeah. and you got to like hear it and stop in the right place because the frets are not going to help you. And uh, Sonny Landreth's thing I thought was really cool because while he does have Southern roots, his sound was so much more futuristic with like delay and other stuff and just yeah, for sure. really kind of ethereal uh, mixed with a, a rock sound. So it was very cool. Um, but it was also just very musical. Like, uh, yeah, slide guitar is just, I think, a great way to practice being more musical, practicing your ear, practicing your touch, and muting, which are all things that can help all the rest of your play. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I think a couple episodes back, we started this, uh, or I started this thing. And maybe it's not even a thing, but it's, you know, just this neurosis they have where, like, I got to find a good Brad Carlton quote to, to break out for uh, anything. And so I was looking at this uh, one lesson on true fire about dynamics and his quote was, you need to know what might go wrong. And he oh. was just, it was in the context of like l being a better picker, right? You know, holding your pick the right way, understanding what attack and action and all of those things would do for it. And I was like, that is so apt for slide guitar. Like you need yes. to know what could go wrong because like if you just start moving your hand, yes. like you have always moved your hand, you are going yes. to sound like an idiot. Yes. There's, yeah. Yes. Because then, you know, because you need, you need to mute a lot. If you don't mute, uh, if I try to play like, let me, let me take off that delay and a little bit of that. Yeah. Let me do this phrase. Let's see. Yeah. So if you don't mute when you go, then it's uh, like, It, it, you just get a lot of other noises. So and, much unintentional nonsense, right? Yes, yeah. so much other stuff. But when you, when, and that's why actually, I guess some people play with a pick, but I feel like that's super duper duper hard because you want to mute yes. every string that you're not playing. Yep. You need to mute with your picking hand, right? Yep. So, it, 
and then it's a lot. Too. Yeah, and I think in the Sonny Landreth lesson, he was finger. He was like thumb pick. He had a thumb pick. He had a thumb right. pick. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, that was but, he, but he was like otherwise, you would describe his style as uh, as finger picking, which I thought was uh, an astute yeah. kind of thing. But you yeah. also, you also, you did more research. You delved into other True Fire things. And you oh, kind totally, of did, totally. You did, you did some science about this, well, about just like so. Okay, so we've talked about like the the musical merit. Of yeah. it, but like like let's talk some mechanics can i just play slide guitar on any old guitar yes totally 100 percent. right yeah. but okay look maybe can i can i should i play slide guitar on my beautiful prs which has the regular hybrid slinky you know in low uh, action. super low action um i i would say you will not enjoy your slide playing as much doing yes. that right and uh just also one of the other courses, the course I was most interested in on True Fire was actually Dave Hamburger's course because it focused on standard tuning. Because like we said, man, retuning your guitar all the time is a pain. So what I would like to do is try to play slide guitar and just have a few licks um, to, to complement what I'm doing and try mm-hmm. to not stray from standard tuning. And it can be done. You just got to be kind of smart about what you're doing. Right. But you can play in standard tuning. So, uh, yeah, I, so we'll, we'll, we'll also share a link to Ariel Posen's, um, stuff. He is the guy that has me actually really dig in slide. He's a contemporary guitarist. He's currently touring. I think he's coming to DC in, uh, February and he's just so musical and so tasteful and he plays slide so tastefully and, Oh boy, it's just beautiful. And he has Sarah, ex poor guy. He's done the same video with like four different people that interviewed him because everyone's like, So Ariel, tell us what are the tips for playing slide? <laughs> I've watched him with Justin Guitar from Australia and with that pedal show people and with like Sweetwater and whoever else. And then he goes through his like four or five things. And I followed all of them. And I gotta say, man, it made it much more fun to try to play slide guitar, right? Yeah. So we, yeah. we can talk about that now a little bit. So the tuning thing, I'd say that's like up to you. Dealer's choice. You want to do some stuff in open tuning, that's fine. Or in regular tuning, who cares? Um, but about the rest of it, first of all, is like getting the right slide. Okay. That's so critical. It's a, it's it's a critical. piece of equipment. It's, it'd be like a... Uh, it'd be like going out with the wrong size shoes to play a sport or, yeah. um, yeah. Or like bowling with the, the wrong sized ball. Oh, like when it almost gets caught in your thumb <laughs> yeah. or whatever, and you're yeah. going to release the bowling ball and you're like, Oh my God, I just dislocated my thumb. Yep. So, um, there's a brand called rock slide and I did not get the aerial posing model. He has his own slash signature slide. I got another one that is made by the same people, I believe. And it's made for uh, more uh, thinner fingers. I have very thin <laughs> for people fingers. with delicate hands like people Calamar. With delicate hands like Calamar. And I really wanted to hand try bottles, my hand pinky. bottles like this variety of That's slide. Right. That's right. <laughs> I really wanted to play with my pinky because I want to be able to play chords uh, with the other three fingers, right? Yeah. So I want to just leave it for the pinky. You did. You didn't want it to be. I am only going to be playing the highlights of the slide stuff. You wanted to be able to. Yeah. Aug, you know, just augment your playing with some slide. Right. 
right? Exactly, exactly. Which obviously, I don't know how to do any of this yet, okay, folks? So uh, <laughs> this is just where eventually I'd like to be with it all. But what I like about this slide is that it has um, a cutout for the joint of your finger as you, so that if you, if you imagine the cylinder that is on your finger was continuous, um, it, when you try to bend your finger, there's nowhere, right. You can't bend your finger very well. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. It's it's like a Chinese finger puzzle or whatever those things are. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, when it's, when you've got a cylinder over your entire finger, you lose all mobility. You lose all mobility. So this has a little cutout that allows me to bend my finger and so it's a lot more comfortable to hold. I don't need to like make my hand go under the guitar more or anything like that. And it has a little indent for my ring finger to hold it in place while I'm playing it. That's so nice. it's very nice. But my fingers are so dainty that it was still <laughs> slippery in there. And so someone on Discord suggested buying, um, is it called moleskin? Moleskin, yeah. 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 So this is the first thing I have bought in a long time at the store that cost less than a dollar after taxes. It was like 88 <laughs> cents. I got it at the discount aisle of the pharmacy section. Yep. Moleskin is something you put on your feet when like it's burning your shoes. Like, like your shoes are. Yeah. No, the the like clerk was probably spot. like, oh, what a what a good husband. He's getting some moleskin for his wife because her high heels are killing her. Yeah. And right. Like yeah. when your high heels are digging into your, your foot because there's like it's just not the right shape or whatever. You put this stuff in and it it helps ease the pain. So I put it in there because it's like leathery and smooth and it just made it a little thicker. And now my pinky sits in there very nicely. So for like 69 cents, this works really well. Um, thank you. True fire discord channel for so whoever that person was that shared that tip with me. So that's the first thing, have a slide you like, uh, and there's other flavors. This one's metal. Some people like the glass. And, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I don't think we'll brand. put it in, but uh, like I had, I had a plurality of slides. Yeah. Right? Um, I've got, uh, a brass slide. I've got a chrome, I guess, slide. I don't know what it is. And then I got a plastic slide and they're just way different. And I don't think yeah. you can necessarily hear it tonally too much because my playing is so hackneyed that you wouldn't be able to, to differentiate it. But like, I would say like the brass slide is cool. It feels like a good, like solid piece of thing, but like you better be playing that on like a heavy stringed acoustic guitar in an open yeah. tuning. Right. Cause it's just, right. it's clumsy. Yeah. Um, and then the, the chrome slide. Yeah. Like the, that's okay. Right. Um, that that's fine. It gives you, I think it, that does give you a little bit uh, more sheen to the tone that comes out of it. Mm -hmm. But honestly, the, the one that's like, Oh yeah, I don't even notice that it's there is the, like the, whatever the pyrex slide or whatever the hell it's made of. oh yeah you have a glass slide people yeah, would call slide. that a glass slide yeah 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 because yeah. there's ceramic too i don't know if you've seen oh the, wow yeah. you, that's why i need to like fill out my hand is yeah. you know there you yeah. go so so slide that's important then uh slightly heavier strings i think is nicer i I, yep. I tried playing on my guitar that has thinner strings and also the other night at the blues jam the guy was like oh play some slide on his guitar that had super low action and really like sort of thing and it was just horrible it was really hard to do anything yeah really hard yeah so. i did because i and i think you made these i remember seeing your notes about this about like yep it, you know get have better action have higher yep. action have heavier yep. strings and all yep. that um yep. beforehand i was like but whatever i've got the world's greatest guitar i'll just use that and so i i took the prs i which has super slinky strings on it uh, and, and it's got very low action and I put it in drop D 
And yeah, it's quite difficult because you're, you're just going to muffle everything yeah. that you're doing. Yep. Yep. And so yep. I, I found like I kept it in drop D for a long time and just kind of played around with it and noodled it, but it had nothing to do with slides. So. Right. Right. So I would say raise the action some, but if you want to be able to play other things, then don't raise it too much because then it'll be hard to play other stuff. So, right. you know, and you'll have to maybe adjust the intonation. Every guitar is a little bit different. I don't know. And remember, gentlemen, if you're listening and you need to justify the purchase of another guitar. Oh, like all of these things, having the different strings and the different action, like you can, you know, honey, I need a guitar that I, I can need play another slide guitar. on. Another right? guitar. Yeah, exactly. And and so the last tip that Ariel gave, I think, well, a couple of tips. One we already talked about, which is like, you got to mute very carefully the strings you're not playing. So that's why like your thumb and your middle finger now are following and trapping your index finger so that you can just, you know, mute everything else. Um, it's something I had never heard of before, but it made a big difference is to play the slide the same way you would play as if you were not using a slide. Yes. Okay. So yep. that means like before I used to have a tendency, if I were playing something like on the B string, I would assume the slide had to stay across all of the strings. <laughs> yep. So then I was pressing down on it with like, and it had to be perfectly, perfectly parallel to every single one of your frets. Right? Yes. Yeah, that was that's the misconception. And that's the big misconception. Instead, now I try to go for that note with the pad of my finger as if I had no slide on it. And and then my hand's already a lot smarter and <laughs> it's right. able to be like really careful. That's a lot more like playing regular guitar. So that yeah. definitely lowers the barrier to entry for sure. Holy cow. It yeah. made it made all the difference doing that. So yeah, as long as you're not doing like a double stop or anything like that, you're good. Right, right. And then the double stop, you would approach it the same way. So like you're never playing chords with all of the strings anyway. So if you even if you do a double stop. You just kind of do it the way you would as if you didn't. Well, I mean, if you're Kim Fail from Soundgarden, you probably are. But uh, well, yeah, that's, right. not, that's neither here nor there. So, yeah. So that's, I feel like, the tips that I have for making playing slide more enjoyable. And, yes, definitely put, like, some delay or reverb and, like, turn up the gain a little more, maybe, if you're not someone that uses a yeah. lot of gain. Um and that makes a big difference. Yeah, that was key. And actually, I'll, I'll have like the music that you've heard in between, you know, uh, stuff here in addition to Calamar's little uh, rendition of uh, of the exercise. The thing that it, it was all done with slided card, the thing that made it hang together was the fact that I cranked it up with all sorts of weird uh, resonance effects and things like that. So you, you need the uh, you need that resonance to to make it sound like you're doing something. Having all the time in the world doesn't mean that you're productive, and having money in your bank account doesn't mean that you know what the future brings for you financially. But, as they say, it gets really easy if you know the rules, and that's where On Trajectory comes in. On Trajectory is an easy-to-use, high-fidelity financial planning tool that maps your income, investments, and expenses in a friendly graphical display. On Trajectory captures dozens of data points so that you understand how your decisions affect your finances, now, two months from now, or years from now when your kid starts applying to college. Built by finance nerds, OT is for anyone who wants to gain a clear picture of their financial future. It takes your guesses and turns them into educated, fact-filled, and data-driven scenarios so that you're prepared for life's bumps and detours. On Trajectory will walk you through the real-life questions to build your financial plan. With its helpful onboarding, you'll be up and running and ready to model anything. Taxes, equity, income, debt, you name it. 
Getting financial peace of mind requires a plan you can trust, and On Trajectory gets you to that plan, or plans as the case may be. On Trajectory gives you complete control and flexibility and supports all the complexity of your real life. So find out where your money is taking you now. Go to www.grade43.com OT and sign up for free today. That's www.grade43.com OT. Thank you to On Trajectory for being a sponsor of Grade 43. So I had a note here. Um, so you, you've already mentioned uh, that you uh, do pinky for your slide, yeah. right? Yes. That's what I'm trying. Yes. That's what, yeah. And, and you've got your custom slide for that and you have very dainty hands as we've, as we've established. So that was good. I've found that myself, I am unable to do it on the, the pinky finger. And I think it's partially cause I'm just a really bad pinky finger player. Like the pinky. Yeah. You know what that does that, that works on the G cowboy chord and it doesn't do a lot of work otherwise, or maybe like I reach if I'm doing like a, a, a bar chord on the, starting on the A string or something like that. So in my slide playing, when I am using not a Corona bottle and actually like a real slide, I put it on my ring finger, yeah. which is in one way more complex, but I feel like I can control, I feel like the, whatever it is, the pivot point of yeah. my finger just controls that much, um, that much better. I don't think that's unusual. I think there's plenty of great players that play on their ring finger. Awesome. I think, then, I think Bonnie Raitt plays on her index finger or middle finger or something. I don't know. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is middle finger. Yeah. Yeah. And Bonnie Raitt's awesome, dude. It's about like just, playing the right notes at the right time or yeah. not playing any notes. Yeah, exactly. It's about what you're not doing. Just like we what said, you're not doing <laughs> uncle Tom. He goes by uncle Tom. <laughs> no way. Seriously. Yeah, he does. Oh man. <laughs> and then I think I, maybe we share this with uh, maybe talking to Ryan. It came up in, in stuff. Um, so the, the, this whole exercise of just thinking and talking about slide guitar and the like, um, uh, I just started to think about like, okay, all the contexts uh, where I'd heard it. And so I was driving with uh, one of the girls on the way home from something and they're just watching a TikTok because they're teenagers. And that's where all the information for teenagers comes from TikTok. And uh, I heard this, bah, 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 and I was like, is that a, is, was, was that you got to move by the Rolling Stones? Like, I, I think I, I just heard that. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And so I pulled up, you got to move. Uh, by the Rolling Stones, and she's like, "Yep, that's that's 100% the song that was in the background of this this particular TikTok." So, in case you're thinking this is an antiquated technology that was like the pinnacle was Dwayne Allman or something, and right. it was started back in like 1907 or whatever with Robert Johnson, like, yeah, no, it 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 lives on. Right? It lives so, on. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It it, it really is interesting because. 
at first it was like, what are we going to say about slide guitar? Because it is sort of like this esoteric thing. But when you talked about playing it with a beer bottle, it really just, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean that with all like, like credit to what you did because music is about an experience and there's sometimes a visual performance to it. And just playing, when you are playing a certain style or playing certain songs and then you change it, right? Dynamics. In a way, this is yeah. dynamics for sure. People go, wow, right? If you're all constantly playing the same thing, people get get bored or immune or like, you know, they, they, it normalizes. And then, it, so when you add something like a tune that has some slide guitar and all you're doing is playing the chords. I mean, like if you listen to, to Rocket Man, when the stuff this guy was playing on slide, it was pretty simple. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it's so awesome and it just works. Yeah, yeah. And you can churn it and you give it like a good pedal note and, and stuff like that. It's, it's funny that you mentioned uh, dynamics because that's where my, my Carlton quote of the week came from yeah. was his, his thing yeah. on dynamics. And I was thinking about it, like, uh, and I just, you know, harken back to, uh, you know, discussions in the band of like, oh, we need to find a way to be more dynamic. And one of the things that Carlton talks about in this, he's like, it's not a matter of going from 11 to five. It's actually really kind of like understanding the technicality of what you're doing, right? So it, it's literally the mechanics of like, if you hold your pick this way and mm. you make this particular motion, you're going mm. to get this particular sound. So you need to kind of understand like how to approach it from multiple angles so that you can get all of those like dynamics things. So, but I think a lot of people just th think of dynamics in terms of like, oh, let's get soft and then let's get loud and let's right. get subtle and then right. whatever. But like, there's also a 100% technical approach to the yeah. dynamics of yeah. like, I don't need to pluck this string. I need to make this string vibrate a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. so. Or, or one that's like sometimes overlooked, but some people do really well is uh, this different sound of where you pick uh, in reference to the pickups. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. So like if I play, if I only have the neck pickup on and I play, and then I play that over by the bridge. Over by the bridge, it's much more plinkier. Yeah. I mean, that just sounds yeah. very different over by the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's, I think it's the beginning of uh, running with the devil, right? Going up to the, the headstock and going, Pink! oh, yeah. Know, yeah, raking, yeah, raking yeah, the, yeah. the pick across it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> That's a good tune. That's a good tune. Yeah, yeah. man. So <laughs> let's see what else we got going on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, that that was our take on the homework. I feel like I feel like we've proved enough. Like uh, it's like the end of the movie Back to School, right? Where uh, Rodney Dangerfield is taking his exam. His, he defends his dissertation it's on. Like, I only have one question in twenty-seven parts, and all that. Like you passed all D's and one A. So I feel like that's us. We got all D's and one A. <laughs> so uh, question to go, to go back to um, tunings, because certainly tunings have a lot more relevance. Um, in in slide guitar 
but what's your personal experience in terms of just like playing in other tunings? Cause I know there are like guitarists out there who like freely write songs. Like one of my favorite bands, the tragically hip Robbie Baker, the, uh, the ostensible lead guitarist of there is just frequently in an entirely crazy ass tuning. Yeah. But it's not like he's writing some sort of weird, like Welsh folk song or something like that. Um, right. You know, it's, it's a rock and roll song, but he's just existing in another tuning and that's going to open up different things for you to do. So like, that's amazing. I've done, I've done open D. That's about all I can say. Yeah, because I've done also, like, I like that open G one that I mm -hmm. talked about because it's just, uh, it's easy. I find it easy to do. And uh, I tend to play stuff that doesn't sound like the stuff I normally play. So it is interesting to hear about that guy that uses open tunings, but he's still playing, like, totally... Yeah, it's not, it's like not to achieve an entirely different sound. It's just like, yeah, no, he's just like living in that tuning. I don't know, yeah, I, I instantly idea. go into pedal tone mode. Like, yes, my, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I start doing weird things with, with pedal tones and, and just playing very instrumentally sounding stuff. In yeah. The last, in the yeah. And do, and in that, um, in that Tom video, uh, where he talks about just, he's like working the middle strings and I forget who he references. It says he can work. Oh, he's talking about Danny Gatton, right? Mm. And Danny Gatton says, yeah, work, work the middle of the neck mm -hmm. or work the middle of your strings. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yep, that's 100% what I do. Pedal tone. And then, oh, okay. <laughs> this isn't a fourth anymore. I'm just going to, I'll be able right. to noodle around with it or, right. or maybe it is a fourth and it'll just mesh better with the pedal tones that I'm, that I'm working around. And there is one guy that's pretty famous, Tom Quayle in the world of super fast fusion jazz guitarists. He does tune his guitar so that they're all tuned the same way. So he tunes up his B string so that it is still in fourths. So, huh? Uh, yeah. And that's how he plays and he swears by it. And he has several YouTube videos talking about that. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. It's very interesting. <laughs> I don't recall if that means he also ends up tuning his high E to something to match that. So, right. Because if you, oh, right, yeah, you turn your high E into an F, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know if he does that or not. Maybe he does, huh. but. It, that his might be guitar worth is trying. tuned the same across the, the, the entire guitar. And I'm like, nope, I'm good. And that's why we're going to later, we're going to talk to people about like, I'm excited to dig into it, us talking about is the guitar messed up because of the way it's tuned or does that make it awesome in of itself? Right. And there's, there's debate about standard tuning guitar. Does it make it uh like, is it is it a mistake the standard tuning of guitars and it makes understanding what you're playing harder yeah if i were right? um if if i were and i don't know anything about these people but if i were <clears throat> to put my my uh whatever anthropologist hat on about that i i don't disagree with that cuz i think it it jives with the idea that like guitar is pretty easy to get mediocre at Mm -hmm. Right. And it's that way because you can do caged, right? Mm -hmm. You can do cowboy chords, you can do all those things. And like, so that, and like, that's what that tuning supports is that like, yeah, well, I don't have to know Dick about music theory or whatever. I can literally, I can go from a G to a C to a D and I've got everything that I need to know to build a standard issue song. Yep. Right. And so like, yeah, definitely the tuning I think lends itself 
to that. Um, the interesting thing is like the other side of that, and I, I've, I tried to write out some sort of note and some sort of point about this, about like a, like a true fire appreciation and maybe like the, the watching the Carlton lesson about dynamics. Cause like, that's the more important part, but like how many people are there out there trying to sell you on, here's how you master the fretboard because <laughs> the guitar is tuned this way and how you can shred, how you can get 30 second notes all the way down the neck and just, and just completely roll down because it's tuned the way it is. I don't know, but yeah, that, that's just my conspiracy theory, I guess. Right, 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 right. So um, I think that's an interesting topic that we'll probably be getting into um, about. Uh, I have some thoughts. Conspiracy on theories. Is that what it is? Uh, oh, no, <laughs> no. The, the, the tuning of the guitar and like understanding yeah. music on the guitar. Um do you need it? You know, like we talked about modes, but we can, we can extrapolate that further to talk about music theory in general and the guitar and how much of that do you really need to know or not to play guitar? Yeah. Well, and, yeah. um, but the other topics I think we have coming um, down the line is <laughs> because I have a lot of free time. Is <laughs> yeah. Guitar building. Okay. Building. Oh guitar. yeah, that's right. Very right. Build me, build me a fucking Strandberg, okay? That's what I need. Oh yeah, forget that. I'm not building this. <laughs> that, that's going to take. Me I need you to get your protractor out and figure that's out the right. science of. That's right. Uh, of that, how far away do you think we are from, um, like you know, I take a picture of my hand, or, or like a 3D representation of my hand, and I send it into a luthier, and then like the luthier makes me a guitar that's like just awesome for me. Wow. Wow. How far are we from that? <laughs> uh, that's a very interesting question because like I want a guitar that's got a shorter neck. I want a shorter scale guitar that's like more my mm -hmm. size, right? Because like yeah. your, your arm span, you probably got, I don't know, I haven't seen you in a while, but you probably I'm like, got I'm like King Kong. I'm just like, foot, probably yeah. got a foot on me of arm span <laughs> or something. And, but we play the same size guitar and it's yes. like, yeah. I, and when I play Juliana's guitar, it's got like a 20 or 25, 22. Oh, no. 22. 20 or 22 inch wow. scale, right? It's like the mini guitar, the three quarter guitar, right? Yeah, the little squire. Yeah. I love it. I want like a nice one. That's what I was telling you about. I want a nice one that size, like a professional guitar with a tiny ass neck that's like. Yeah. Maybe, I, I kind of support that too, because like for an acoustic guitar, I one hundred percent prefer a parlor size yeah. kind of guitar than yeah. I, I do anything else. I had the my nice acoustic guitar, which I bought uh, like a few years ago, um, is parlor size and format. And the guy was explaining it to me. I'm like, oh, well, I don't know, whatever. I have you know this much money to spend, so this is what I'm going to buy. And I was like, it was night and day compared to every guitar that I ever played. And I was like, well, because on acoustic guitar, right, I'm not moving that far up the neck, yeah, right. So why not have the thing that's just like super comfortable and I can go into, Hey, I'm going to play GCD over and over and over again. I'm going to write 17 songs off of GC and D. Ah, I had another topic that we were going to talk about very soon. So it's building guitars. Oh, and it's blues jams. I, I we really should do something. Yeah. You are, you're starting to get deep down that rabbit hole. I am. I am. And it's, it's so cool. And I, we, otherwise we're going to be here for another two hours, but like <laughs> we've only been here an hour. It's fine. 
playing. But get this, I found a True Fire course from way back when. Did you know that they have some of their DVD or C or I don't know VHS courses that they've digitized? No way, really. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's awesome. So, so this is a really old course. Um, I forget the name of the guy that that does the. You know the guy that sends the emails mm-hmm. with like a little lesson. Um, like he, he, he did he stop recently? Like it's like a yeah. I have not recently. received one of those in a while. Yeah. So now he's got short hair and wears a baseball cap all the time, right? You know who I'm talking about in all the pictures. Yes. Yep. Okay. One hundred percent. In in a previous life, he had hair, and I don't mean this in any sort of way. More like Weird Al Yankovic. He had like big, curly, long hair down in Florida. So like he was like the rhythm guitarist for Def Leppard kind of hair? A little bit like that, but he's playing like blues. And it was definitely like probably the early 90s or late 80s because his guitar had like a lot of chorus on it you know it's just oh, a yeah. really interesting thing <laughs> and um and it's a course about playing blues jams and he they go out to blues jams they're like hey we're gonna show you out in the wild what's going on and like here's a here's a person that's playing too loudly ah, blah 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 <laughs> it's really good it's it's very entertaining and i i like these really old videos <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, so here's an interesting. I should have done this in the uh, the follow up when we started, right? But Eric Hagen just launched a new class. Yes. Um, about the the double, double stop stops. stuff, and uh, I started it, I think, or maybe something else out of there. Maybe I watched the preview for it. But he had this very interesting idea. Maybe it it uh, goes along with your uh, lento correctivo uh, fake identity. <laughs> Obrigado uh, lento correctivo. Um, and he called it, this is what I love about it. You got to love an instructor. Like, so he talks about the splinter self. Oh, yeah. He's got all sorts of. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know, like you got to be like, you, you have to be like aware of yourself as the person who's going to like want to show up oh, and play the yes. note. And then I the person that. who's watching that from the outside, you know, it all, I was like, oh, my God, like that's. That's so brilliant, and that ties in. We, we got to totally link to the uh, the Tom uh, video Bukovac. about that because yeah, the Tom Bukovac video because it is one hundred percent like the the number one skill in being. I forget being a session person, being a musician yeah. is some degree of awareness, right? Because yep. back to the dynamics discussion, you can pick up the mechanics to fucking roll through legato picking an amazing scale or whatever but if you don't know how to apply that shit you're just you're not going to be very good right so you got you got to have some sort of uh some sort of perspective and dynamics are clutch in guitar that's why like if you're going to learn to play electric guitar and you're like where should i start um i heard uh the guitarist from chicoria uh what is his name oh chicoria uh yeah who's his guitarist it's um ah, this is embarrassing frank gambali okay yes frank gambali. yes he says learn to blues first play blues he said i was a blues player for 10 years before mm-hmm. i got into jazz yeah. he said because you learn to milk every note and when you're a good blues <laughs> player you don't need to play a lot of notes like i already Sometimes I, I play with some folks that I think are just kind of starting out and they get nervous and then they just play a lot of notes and you're like, yep. just stop, play one note. <laughs> I do, do a single hammer on and just hold it. Just Bow. hold it or whatever, or play it a little bit, play it again, do a rhythmic thing with yep. one note. Stop yep. all the rest. 
and uh, <laughs> the dynamics thing is so true. And uh, when you see these pros, new, I'm not there, but they're like noodling with their volume knobs and stuff while they're playing because they're just like Ugh. pressing every little sound out of their guitar. Right? I can never, I never remember that my guitar has a volume knob. To yeah. tell you the truth, it's like no, I set it to whatever you know. It's like a hair dryer, like you just like, uh, is it? Do I need hot or cold? You know, right. Just, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's so true. Dynamics are are, are uh, a big deal, and and uh, you know that goes back the splinter self. What he's talking about there is awesome. Very hard to do. The best way to do that, I learned it from Josh, and I encourage anyone to do it is to record yourself and watch yourself play and listen to it. Oh, Even 100%. You just, yeah. you just do it once. You just do it every now and then. Yep. You don't need to take notes on it. You will You will immediately, maybe even subconsciously, be like, wow, that was really bad. Like, oh, man. And this, it's that, almost that, that, like, that, 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 uh, that. it's almost as effective as, do like, you remember like the, I don't know if it's uh, the, the old uh, legend that if you record someone snoring and play it back for them, they will oh. stop snoring. Oh. Yeah, I don't think that's actually factually, scientifically, or biologically true, uh, but you know, it's it's kind of got that like same effect. Like you go, oh, I did yeah. that. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, I not that there was a lot to improve on. So the number I'm going to throw out here sounds ridiculous, but it's not. I improved my slide playing 100 <laughs> percent after I heard myself. I was like, oh, I'm not muting anything correctly. This is yep. terrible, and I was not aware of it because. Uh, I, I believe Carlton talks about this. You have too many things going on. So you need to reduce the things that you don't know how to do yep. down to as one. What's the one thing you don't know how to do in this moment so that you can be aware of it. So yep. recording yourself helps with that. Cause when you're playing slide, there actually are many things you're not familiar, like how to press down, how to get the pitch, right, how to mute. So it's very yep. hard. So yep. listening to yourself, you go, Oh, I did not hear myself. I sound terrible. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's, it's, it just all goes back to the dynamics and like the let's not do anything. And like the, the, uh, the net is mostly full of holes, right? Like, let's not forget that, right? If you're trying to catch something, the net is mostly full of holes. Right. Very good. Very good. Cool. You know, when we start getting towards the end, I always think of the old uh, uh, car talk guys. Well, everybody, you've wasted another decent hour <laughs> That's of <your> right. time. <laughs> yeah. Don't and drive God, like my brother. <laughs> yeah, God damn it, email us for fuck's sake. Oh, I know, right? Seriously. Yeah. We need uh, something to do. We're not boomers, but like, you know, we like email. We do. We like community. I'm a big fan of community. And uh, I'm, I'll tell you something that might happen is there's a maker space nearby here that wants to set up guitar making as one of their things. So I mm. might help them with that. And that would be really cool. I don't know anything about woodworking. So hopefully I'm going to learn woodworking in the process, <laughs> but like that would be such a cool. I think thing. like that you could just show up and just like have an air of mystery about you and just be right. like, it's all about the tongue oil. Right. And, you know, yeah. Just, and Oh my God. Calamar said it's all about the tongue oil and yeah. everybody will just yeah. like scatter, and, you know, That's right. stand, That's stand right. on their backs. That's right. And then when they bring in the tongue style wax, I'll be like, what is this garbage? And I will just throw it across the room. This is this not a goddamn board. surfboard. This is a guitar. Any wax, whatever tongue style finish, get yeah. this away from me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of click and clack, the Tappard brothers, the one of them passed away a few years back. Yes. The other one does on the radio. I, I listen to the radio still. Um, <sighs> 
You know what that makes me think of actually is Shaker because he's like, ah, oh, you have to listen to Led Zeppelin and stuff on the radio. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the the guy from Car Talk does the ad on eBay for car sales. And Interesting. So it has to be directed at our generation and older, right? Because yeah, you absolutely. Because you knew who it was, right? Yeah. But like your daughter would be like, it's just some guy talking about cars but ebay is trying to be like we get it we got this guy to do the voice we know who has the money to purchase a car and they love car <laughs> talk and we want to endear you to us so yeah. oh. well how many people did i offend in that 30 second span of time probably i don't know that's okay because you know like the one thing i've been sitting here and uh you know, just thinking to what our usual wrap up is and I've thought about it over time. And I'm like, I just know at some point we're going to get into some sort of trouble because there will be like a really controversial political movement that will, they will come out and they will, they will foment unrest in our country and they will just cause all of this disarray and just anger and all these things. And they will come out and their slogan will be, get off my Like just a whole bunch of like shit posting stuff here. Um, <laughs> I, I ran. I'm glad you brought up like tuning because I was like, I got nothing else. I'm done. 